Welcome to Vango Notes for Business in Action, Canadian Edition, by Beauvais, Phil, Schatzman, Dracopoulos, and Mambourquet. Chapter 1. Fundamentals of Business, Economics, and the New Role of E-Business. Section 1. Big Ideas. Did you have a cup of coffee or juice this morning? Maybe you ate some cereal, toast, a muffin, donut, or some eggs. Whether you're eating toast in the morning, surfing a website, flying on an airplane, watching a movie, enjoying a coffee, or withdrawing money from an ATM, you're involved in someone else's business. Business is all around us. You may be thinking, what exactly constitutes a business? Well, a business, by definition, is a profit-driven activity that provides goods and or services to satisfy customers' needs. In this first audio chapter, we're going to begin exploring the world of business together. Do you have a favorite local business? What is it? To really understand the workings of this business, you'll need to understand its four key functions. The first function of any business is its purpose for being, to provide society with necessities in terms of goods and services. The second key function is to provide people with jobs and income. Your favorite business also collects and pays taxes. That's function three. These taxes provide the government with a source of income, which is then used to fund services such as health care. The fourth function of a business is to reinvest profits into the economy. This reinvestment in turn increases a nation's wealth through economic growth. Think again about your favorite local business. What type of business is it? Does it produce goods or provide services? A goods-producing business is one that produces tangible products. Does your favorite business fit into this category? One example would be General Motors. To produce vehicles, GM has large plants, full of equipment. Can you imagine the value of the equipment in one GM plant? Goods-producing businesses such as GM are said to be capital-intensive. This means that a large amount of money and or equipment is required to get the business up and operating. For this reason, a goods-producing business typically is not an easy one to start up. If your favorite business did not fit into the goods-producing category, then it likely is a service business. A service business is one that provides intangible products or performs useful labor on behalf of others. Typically, a service business is labor-intensive, which means that the majority of its costs relate to labor instead of capital items. For example... If you visit a salon for a new haircut, most of your bill will be for the stylist's time instead of supplies like the shampoo. Now that we have a basic understanding of business types and functions, let's move on to talk about the economy. Have you purchased gas recently for your car? Perhaps you don't drive. Have you noticed yet another increase in the price of a bus pass? Gas prices affect the cost of transportation, not only of people, but also of goods. Hurricane Katrina in the U.S. radically affected gas prices here in Canada. In a single day, the price went up 20 cents to $1.79 per liter, even though in Canada we produce a significant amount of oil and gas ourselves. The price of oil and gas overall is based on the world market, not just Canada. This is just one example. I'm sure you can think of other ways in which the global economy affects businesses. Since the global economy is so important in business, let's talk about economic systems. In the world today, 
Two main types of economic systems exist, free market and planned systems. In a free market system, individuals have a high degree of freedom to decide what is produced, by whom, and for whom. The pursuit of private gain is regarded as a worthwhile goal. A planned system is just the opposite. In a planned system, a government limits freedom of choice. It controls resource allocations and limits private ownership to just personal and household items. The goal of a planned system is social equity. Think about our own economy. Which type of economic system is it closer to? A free market or a planned system? Canada is closer to the free market economy as we enjoy a fair amount of market freedom. What is the role of government in a free market economy? Actually, the government plays an important role. It aids in the correction of problems that a free market system can create. For example, after a series of mergers, consumers may be left with only one supplier. This sole supplier could hold consumers for ransom, charging an extremely high price. The government works to prevent this type of situation by fostering competition through enacting laws and regulations and by approving mergers and acquisitions. The government also regulates industries where competition would be wasteful or excessive and protects stakeholders from potentially harmful actions of business. And finally, the government also contributes to free market economic stability by regulating the money supply and by spending for the public good. What do you think of the government's role in a free market economy? Let's expand our view now to the global economy. McDonald's is an organization that operates around the world. In competing in the global economy, what challenges do you think McDonald's has? Well, for one, they must ensure that they continue to produce quality goods and services to satisfy changing customer needs. If they don't, customers will quickly select another supplier. There are lots of fast food options out there. Another global challenge is building and managing a strong, diverse workforce. Still another challenge for a business like McDonald's is acting in an ethical and socially responsible manner on a global level. Along with all of these challenges, in order to remain internationally competitive, McDonald's must also keep pace with technology and electronic commerce. Electronic commerce tools such as the Internet have had a big impact on global business. Have you ever purchased something over the Internet? Why did you use the net? Businesses have found that, when used properly, the Internet can create a competitive advantage through efficient 24-hour sales and information, improved customer service, improved delivery, and improved supply chain communication. Have you heard the term e-business? You may be thinking, aren't e-commerce and e-business the same? No, e-commerce involves buying and selling over electronic networks. For example purchasing a coat from the Old Navy website. E-business is different. It uses Internet technology beyond simply setting up a website to sell or deliver goods. An e-business uses and integrates technology and the Internet into every phase of the business process, from production, marketing, sales, and customer support, to advertising and public relations. The focus of an e-business is to use technology and the Internet to efficiently and effectively meet customers' changing needs and priorities. Do you feel you have a better understanding of business and the global challenges business people face today? Let's find out by moving on to some practice questions. 
That's the end of this section.